Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Hey, Jake, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing wonderful. I'm actually very excited because I have some news to share with our audience. So we did City versus City 2019, and it was really successful and really fun. And now we are doing it again in 2020. So this is the official announcement. City versus City is on 2020. We're looking to have eight teams in this City versus City. So we're doubling the amount of teams, and it's going to be super exciting. I know. I can't wait. And what's exciting is that we have all the cities already committed and they're ready to go. So look forward to making that announcement as to the final details of that. So yeah, super exciting and great news. So without, uh, what is our episode for today, Randy? Well, we're going to continue our conversation with Daniel O'Neill, and he's going to tell us about more of his experience with Cirque du Soleil. But first... He's going to compare playing freestyle Frisbee to a game show. So enjoy. Did you guys ever watch this game show called The Weakest Link? Yes. Really mean British lady on it. Yes. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yes. So the way that game works is you answer, like you answer the first question and it's worth like a thousand dollars. And then the second question is worth 2000. Third question is worth 3000 like that. But you have to bank in order, you can bank your money. So if you get the first question right, you can choose to bank the $1,000 or it rides with the second one and you lose everything if you don't get it right. So in freestyle, I really try to put some money in the bank, just catch that Frisbee, make a good throw and I banked it. And that's never a bad idea, even if it's only the $1,000 question. Yeah, I call that, I call it cashing out. It's like, cash out, man, build, go ahead. And and that's the thing that people don't have faith. Crescendo will appear, trust it, trust it. It doesn't, you don't have to force the crescendo, let it build, bank it, do not be the weakest link. Have you ever played Pass the Pigs? It's no. A, it's a similar game with, with that, that you're talking about, where you roll these pigs, they're like dice, but they're shaped like pigs. And depending on how they land, you get different points. And so you can keep rolling and let that let those points ride. But if you roll a certain configuration of pigs, you lose all those points. So at some point, you have to bank your pigs and then you pass them to your opponent. So they get to try. That's my mentality when I'm in the jam. Wow. So when I'm jamming with you, you're banking pigs. I'm banking pigs the whole time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, Daniel. So here's another question for you. If you could steal someone's moves or just a certain aspect of their game, so anyone out there, you know, obviously it's something that you like. Um, so if you could steal that that aspect or a move, what would you take and why would you take it? I I would, if I could steal someone's uh, moves or an aspect of someone's game, I would steal James Wiseman's work ethic um, because I think, because then he wouldn't have it because I stole it from him. So I'd beat him, number one. <laughs> uh, nice. You would bank his pig. You would bank his pig. But no, more importantly, I just think that that kind of mentality that allows James to just keep getting better and better 
and I've got all the ideas in the world, but if I don't have the determination to get my ass onto the field and try them, then they're never going to come to life. So, I mean, you know, I'm beating myself up. I'm obviously a very motivated person, but I, I am very envious of James's uh, just unwavering work ethic. It's a trade-off, though, because that means you got to spend hours every day practicing instead of spending hours doing whatever else you're doing, like relaxing, having fun, just jam. <laughs> Watching the weakest link, you know. Watching, exactly, I, playing past the pigs. James would say, it's not supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I've always said, fuck that. I can, I can work at it when I'm dead. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, so for me... The reason that I continue to play freestyle is because it is fun. It's almost never felt like work or practice. I just want to do it. So many other things are like they take this effort, and that's why I don't stick with them. Or for the, even in those early years, is it was work, but it was still fun. And so it never felt like, okay, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to do this practice now because I know there's a goal at the end. It just felt like I got some free time. I'm going to go do what I like to do. And then I kept getting better because I was doing what I wanted. It just seemed easier. The re- it seemed easier not as in it was easy to, to learn the skills because it wasn't easy to learn the skills. But it seemed easy as in I didn't have to personally motivate myself to do it. I just was motivated naturally to do it. So, Daniel, I know that you were in Cirque du Soleil and performed uh, Frisbee in Cirque du Soleil. So, can you tell me a little bit about that experience? How did you... Uh, come across that opportunity and how were you selected and what was it like? So Cirque du Soleil, I was um, dancing with Palabalus at the time. I was living up in Connecticut. Uh, They found James and I on YouTube and reached out to James and James kind of funneled the the contact and the opportunity to me. I I think he was in law school at the time, but he he definitely didn't want to do it. So he funneled the contact to me. And they said, we are seeking a Frisbee player for our show. It was the opening ceremony of the Pan American Games. And so they wanted five performers to represent. Essentially, there was five lead characters in the show five gods to represent the five original Olympic sports, running, wrestling, long jump, javelin, and discus. So they knew that for discus, they wanted a Frisbee player. And they had done some research, um, but they wanted me to make some videos, audition tapes, essentially. So I did that. I made one audition video. They said, wear as little clothing as possible. We want to see your body lines and like do a bunch of hard shit. Um, And they had some other ideas too. Like they wanted to see really long throws. They said, how long can you throw it and like hit like a a specific accuracy target? Like stuff like that, um, that I couldn't do. Or I mean, I tried, like I, I, like I sent them a video where I was in like, you know, I was at like the half. Uh, half field line on a football field throwing through the um, the uprights uh, just some like some long throws some freestyle uh, put it to some really cool music and edited it nicely and sent it to them and they said okay that's great but you know now give us another video that's one take completely unedited 
your hardest stuff. So I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So they really, they kind of saw right through all the, the editing room. So I went back, went back out there. Uh, I was lucky because, you know, I had all these dancers around me that have a good artistic eye and were kind of helping me, helping me film and giving me some advice. So I put a little stick together and, you know, got a really good take, a nice long dropless take and sent it to them and got the job. And, you know, they called me and said, yeah, you got the job. And they uh, brought me into Montreal where they're headquartered to um, do like a creation. So I went up there and worked with uh, one of the artistic directors on creating an act um, from scratch. Uh, there was another time that I went up there to do some advanced filming because um, they like did some character film work to project on these massive jumbotron screens uh, during the event, which I remember being one of the coolest days of my life because yeah like they put me in my full costume they're using the best cameras they call this like a phantom cam like it's the same thing they use for like nba slow-mo stuff so these like incredible slow-mo cameras i've got like acting coach and like every time i come off the set like two women are like patting the freaking sweat off my brow and there's like a you know, it was, it was really, really cool. I mean, um, definitely the, so, the creation, the journey of making the, the act and everything leading up was, um, was all amazing and, and part of the process. In the end, it was one show, the opening ceremony of the Pan American Games, which was at the uh, Rogers Center in Toronto, Canada, where the Blue Jays play. It seats about 50,000, and it was a full uh, full stadium. Hundreds of millions of people watched the event on, on TV. So huge, huge opportunity. One of the things I'm, I'm most proud of and uh, definitely one of the best experiences I've had. I met a, a ton of incredibly talented people. Um, I think it was a big step for our sport to for it to – to be seen in that light and it shows that it can be done. Um, I'd love to do it again. I think the challenge is that, I mean, at the world championship finals, majority of times, if you go back through history, I think most of them had a drop. There's just something about that type of environment and stage, like execution errors. They just, you know, they kind of break the, break the magic of the of what Cirque du Soleil is trying to do that's not always true when I go see Cirque shows like sometimes the jugglers they drop it or the hoop divers they miss one and it actually adds to the suspense it can be it can be powerful and it can be okay and it shows that these people are human but I just think that that's like that that's the ongoing challenge with freestyle frisbee in general is to keep pushing the difficulty how do I as a single person with a piece of plastic, do something that's equally impressive and that's going to hold the intention of an audience for five minutes the same way that somebody's shooting themselves through the air or, or a contortionist or, you know, you, there's you're up against a lot of talent when you get to that level. You know, it's an amazing company and I um, feel very grateful to, to, to have been on that stage.
Yeah, that's really a cool experience you got to have. And and I have a couple questions that I want to ask about that. So how long was the rehearsal process? That'll be the first question. Like, how long did you get to rehearse that before you actually went out and did the performance? So there was like a creation period of a week and a half in Montreal, a couple months downtime. And then we probably moved up to Toronto like six weeks prior to the event. And we had rehearsals in a studio. We were only in the actual venue like two nights before the event. So you had a six-week rehearsal length. And like how many hours a day were you rehearsing? And like what kind of, I guess I want to know, like what was the attention being paid to you? Like was there a director? Was there a choreographer? Like were you really diving into the details? You know, rehearsals were maybe uh, six to eight hours a day. You know, that's for the, the whole cast. And sometimes you weren't called for every rehearsal. And when you were at rehearsal, like, I would not say that I got a lot of personal attention because my my thing was my own. I, like, I was the one Frisbee player in my act. I had a lot of moving parts and pieces around my act. And I was the center of it all. Um, so, I mean, I worked with some great acting coaches, but in ter- I mean, the thing is that it's a completely new discipline. It freestyle, I think I was the first ever Frisbee player, or at least freestyle Frisbee player employed by Cirque du Soleil. They don't right. know what freestyle Frisbee is. They don't know the vocabulary. What You know what I mean? It's not like if you, I mean, if you go be a gymnast for Cirque, there's a pedagogy of how they teach gymnastics and they've got to you know, people who know a lot about it. This is kind of new, new territory. So I felt empowered in a way because I was truly a, an equal collaborator in, in figuring out what what this act was going to look and feel like. You mentioned the world championships and like, you know, there's drops and you don't when you go see Cirque du Soleil, there are drops sometimes. I mean, it, it's it's the exception, not the rule in their world. I have said on this podcast before, and and I know that I've actually talked to you a little bit about it, like, I don't think freestyle has ever been Cirque du Soleil. And what I mean by that is that it's your living and that you go rehearse for eight hours a day for six weeks. I don't think freestyle has ever gotten that kind of. I remember you saying that on the podcast. And I remember being offended because I was like, yeah, it has one time by this dude right here. I know. And that's why I wanted to bring it up, because it wasn't saying that it's never been in. It's never been given the chance of that kind of rehearsal process. You know, you were with Palabalus and dance theater and and you've done theater and you know what that rehearsal process looks like when you go for three months and you're going to rehearsal eight hours a day. Let's be real here. Freestyle has never gotten that attention. You know, when you look at people putting together routines, you get together for a couple of days or you might get together for a week. And can you imagine what could be done if you had the Cirque du Soleil um, people at your disposal to like train you to, you know, choreograph, to direct, to pay attention to those details of, you know, your left hand was not really out where it needed to be. And I think freestyle would go to a whole nother level that we've never seen. And that's what I meant by Cirque du Soleil. Not that it hasn't been in Cirque du Soleil, but we've never gone down that road of having all the pieces that a professional theater or dance company has access to. I intend to take it there on some timeline. And go, brother. Yes. I would love that. I want to ride with you when you go on that journey, Daniel. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's uh, 
I've got a lot of ideas. And one of the challenges with uh, my act in Cirque du Soleil, I, I, again, was that I'm by, was by myself. Like it was a, you know, a solo character act. And Frisbee is by nature, in my opinion, a sport about passing. We always say it's throw and catch at its, at its core. And so it, it was somewhat limiting to, to be up there by myself and not be able to throw the frisbee to someone else or do any of the things that we do when we freestyle with other people. So, you know, as I look forward to how I want to push the sport, push the the form forward someday, like maybe do something again with Cirque du Soleil. One big question I have for myself is how many people does that have? Am I doing it by myself or am I bringing someone else or some other people in with me? I think it's a really, really important question that I've been sitting on for a while and I still haven't figured it out. I mean, on the one hand, like the, the people are far away. Like they're just, there aren't the people with the right skill set who live in my proximity who are willing to go down this road with me. Obviously, the best teammate would be James Wiseman. If James wanted to quit his law firm job, I mean, the two of us could, you know, quit and make a freestyle frisbee act that would be Cirque du Soleil caliber and just put in the time and fucking do it but you know what I mean there just aren't that many people and I'm like maybe I'm just better off betting on myself you know all the variables are under my control it's on me I've got a lot of ideas about what that would look like if I'm gonna do it myself um and I just need to fucking do it. That's the thing. Like personally, I work a lot better in groups. Like I, I find motivation from other people and from working in groups. I have a hard time self, totally self-motivating. So I've been looking for a mentor, choreographer, a teacher, like, like you're, like you're saying, Randy, like people to, to help me figure that out one day. What, what yeah. kind of ideas do you have? Are you thinking of, of creating performances or, or, expanding competition or i would like to create some kind of a freestyle frisbee act that's ready to present again to cirque du soleil and or something similar live entertainment big events but like no realistically like what i focused idea is to create an act to resubmit to cirque du soleil like i have the connections there i've worked with them timing is right like they are, they are making a show right now all about Leo Messi, an entire evening length show about Leo Messi. You know what? Like this is happening. I don't see other people coming up behind me, chomping at the bit, like wanting to do it. So I want to be the one to do it. And yeah, what are my ideas? I've got a thousand really cool ideas. Like, and some of and I've been asking people for ideas. So a lot of these are borrowed. I'm just gonna say that up front. But like, you know, like round walls in the sky. So you like throw it and it like arcs back and a boomerang back to you. Or like a batting cage, like that shoots out balls, like something that just shoots out frisbees at different angles. So you just catch them and that that kind of eliminates the need for a second person. That's why I got that idea. I was like, well, maybe I can just get a batting cage or like you know, like a Z machine, a Z machine yeah. it up, but then also like T-ball, like it just shoots it, like shoots a spinning yeah. frisbee from out of the ground or like 
uh, like drones that suspend hula hoops as accuracy targets in the sky. Um, or like, you know, like just like a big net off stage. So you can just like hawk frisbees and that part's like just about the throws. I'm chomping at the bit. I wish I was younger because I would totally go down that road. God, I hear you saying that. I'm like, oh, I have all these ideas that it could, like you say, a Frisbee shooting out somewhere. Like, you know, just shoot it and you do a turbo back roll that goes right into something. You know, it's just a dynamic moment. Dang it. I wish I was younger. I would totally uh, lean into that. But I'm going to leave that to you. Like when I quit my job at Recruitix, like I kind of had a moment where I was like, well, maybe I'm just going to go full on into this and just like not pick up a new job and just, but I got cold feet. Like I was like, I need an income. Like I just, it wasn't like the feeling of not having an income every week, like didn't take long before that really caught up to me and like didn't feel good. Um, So here I am. And like, you know, I'm still young and I've got a lot of ideas and, and I'm, I'm figuring it out, I, but but I do absolutely intend on being the one to push our sport into that Cirque du Soleil artistic, you know, highly focused world that you want it to, Randy. It's right. Got to do it. Uh, so how much does youth play into it? Because I know, Randy, you were saying you're not young anymore, and Daniel, you said I'm still young. Do you have to be young to to bring it to this level, or how much is youth a part of it? I mean, only to the ex- I mean, no, age is a number. And there are Cirque du Soleil performers that are of any age. I think that it's not so much a physical thing as it is a, 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 fo- a, a like who, who has the time and energy to do it again. Right. That's what it comes down to. That's why I wish I could steal James's work ethic. I don't think that age has that much to do with it, but yeah. And I want, I want to qualify that. So when I say I'm not young anymore, it's like, it's that desire that dry. It's not just my physical capabilities, but it's in that, but the physical capabilities do play into it, but it is, you know, just, I'm in another place in my life. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. My next goals are to, you know, I need to, put aside time and space to do like a workshop or like a creation period on my own and make something that's good enough to put on video to then pitch to Cirque to have them accept me into a workshop or creation and say, guys, this is what I can do. Take, let me come up to Montreal. Give me a coach for one month and let's see what we make on the other side. And if it's, and if it's got any merit, I think that's like, that's realistically what I'm what I'm hoping for. Well, Daniel, I truly believe that you are the one to be able to take this to the next level. And I'm super excited that you have the motivation to do it. And uh, I wish you the best of luck on this journey. You've got a, a foot in the door and you're super talented. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. So good luck, my friend. Totally. I totally agree. I'm very excited to see what comes out of those efforts. Just a reminder, City versus City 2020 is official, so stay tuned to our blog and our future podcasts for more details about who the cities are, when the matchups will be taking place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be amazing. Yes, and I can't wait. And you know what, Jake? On that note, I'll talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.
Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out at frisbeeguru.com. Home to Haynesville, Shooting the Frisbees, and live streaming freestyle frisbee.